You evoke light out of the universe. Hi, and welcome to episode six of Speaking into the Verse. I am your host, producer, editor, and hopefully today a little bit of a channeler. Uh, I'm going to be covering a big topic today, but my name is Braden. Um, I'm going to start off, if you've listened to any of the the episodes before, uh, my aim is to have this just be a journal-style podcast, but um, I'm going to start off that way and then kind of move into a topic that I've been researching and... Um, my thoughts and my feelings that I want to kind of get out there are exactly what leads into um, kind of the topic I chose to cover. It's not really, um, I mean, complex, I guess, is kind of the the best way to describe um, dualism and non-duality and the difference between them and what non-duality is. But as I've been doing research, it's complex isn't the right way to think about it. It's just um, it's a lot harder to grasp for someone who has been thinking in a dualistic uh, mindset their entire life and now is trying to switch into a non-dualism idea or uh, mindset. So I'll go ahead and just get right into the journal part. Um, I don't, I, I mean, I don't want to just like out it around or anything like that but I the last little while has just been going really well for me um, in several different aspects uh, first off I mean me and my daughters um, Layla is now f- uh, like four and three quarters she's gonna turn five here at the end of the year and um, the conversations that we're able to have um, her behavior the things she says um, the little person I'm watching her turn out to be um, is really exciting. Um, our interactions that we have are amazing. Um, I just love being around her, and she's just has this. But uh, what's the best way to describe it? She's just got this ability to turn the mundane into amazing. She really likes having every second of her life be fun and energetic and imaginative um an example of this is picking up sticks in the backyard instantly it's a wand and instantly she's turning dad and grandma into different animals that have different aspects um it's 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 really crazy what she can come up with and i really love to watch her little imagination run around um so that's been really exciting and thea uh, as a two-year-old, her vocabulary and her knowledge is just, it was blowing me away. We were flipping through this little book that has, um, it's got like in the middle is a color that's a, a character, like red was a, a little flame, but around it were several examples of images of what uh, a good representation of what that color red could be, like a fire truck um, for red and an apple. But on the green page, was an alligator which she knew and an avocado which she knew and for a two-year-old saying the word avocado is i mean i've had grown-ups who still call them avocados (laughs) but she called it an avocado just and the fact that she knows that and she grasps that and is able to say it um and that mind to image recognition um is really going well with her so it's awesome to see her little brain grow and develop and her conversational ability is growing too um so i can't wait to have more deeper and um, better conversations with her uh, as time passes her she's just growing up every every parent says this but she's just growing up too fast um and but i don't think that's necessarily a bad thing because as your kids grow and you kind of mold them and, and teach them things then those experiences and those conversations that you can have with them um i think are what what you get for kind of the loss of when the loss of their youth as it as time passes so um the kids part of it has been going amazing um the job part is just excelling for me um to the where i'm a server at texas roadhouse um it's literally the best environment i think i've ever been in uh 
I don't think many people brag about being a server at a restaurant, but I love bragging about being a server at Texas Roadhouse because of the people that work there, um, the gratitude that they showed me for the hard work that they I put in. They're all telling me how awesome I'm doing all the time. Um, I'm seeing it in my tips and my paycheck at the end of the day. So there's like this instant recognition of hard work that has a material financial benefit um that i get to see right on the other uh, on the other side and the guests there um are awesome the people that come in to eat and enjoy our food really love interacting with them the most amazing thing happened to me i think two shifts ago um as i'm serving this table i can tell things are going really well and there's this i think 12 year old um girl in the back left who hasn't really said anything, but she had been writing on a napkin the whole time. And that's fine. Kids don't really need to talk to the server. It's the parents, the people that are paying for the food that I guess really interact with the server the most. But what this girl was doing was drawing a, a picture of me um, as I'm serving the table. And at the very end, she handed it to me. Um, it's a it's kind of an anime style. It's a little bit crude because she drew it on a napkin, but it's actually really well done. And on the back, it just says, you know, thank you so much for being the best server and then her name. So I might I might post that to the um, the Instagram. But that just that made my day more than if they had left me like a hundred dollar tip on the table like that to me means a lot. And I'm going to keep that that little drawing forever because, um, again, it was just. A representation of me doing my job well being myself because i i try to be um entertaining and helpful and i know what it's like to be at dinner um for food that you're paying for that you know maybe it's not something that is the best financial decision for you but you decide you know i'm we haven't been out to dinner in a long time and I want to take the family out. We're going to go to Texas Roadhouse and then all of a sudden your server's bad. You have to wait a long time for your food. They're not bringing you refills and overall it's just a bad experience, but you've got to pay the money anyways. And that whole thing kind of sucks and it ruins your night versus having an amazing experience. And I've been in those bad experience positions before. I never try to complain too much or get pissed off or demand a, a manager. I'm not a Karen but uh, poor Karens, all the Karens around the world are just getting destroyed these days. But uh, I definitely have been in those tough server situations before as a guest. So I really like providing the best experience I can for, for the guest. And when it shows up in a, in a form like that, where even kids are recognizing kind of how good of a job I'm doing, um, it really brings me a lot of soul energy, a lot of soul juice. So that was that that's been awesome. Um, as far as an electrician goes, um, I just got a raise. I try not to be too financially driven. Um, I I think I might have said this quote before, but Sadhguru is someone that I listen to a lot, and he said that a little bit of sex in your body is good. A lot of sex in your mind is bad. A little bit of money in your pocket is good, but a lot of money on your mind is the devil. So um, even though I got a raise, I'm still trying not to be financially motivated, but it does relieve a lot of stress uh, as a single father who has to pay child support, who's trying to build um, my life back up and get um, my own space, and my home, my own home for me and my daughters to live in. Um, that's just it's just a really nice thing um, that the, the universe is shown up for me in that way um so that's been going amazing uh one thing that i guess is kind of on the negative side is having my daughters and then the two jobs uh and then needing to sleep i really just don't have time to uh, go to the gym like i used to um thinking about it now i think that's an excuse i still could be getting in some reps, lifting some, I have some at-home weights and some at-home equipment. I could easily get uh, a workout done um, while I'm here at home. That If I could find like a, maybe 30 minutes to 45 minutes, I could at least get a few sets in of some different exercises. So maybe that's something I need to start doing. Um, not maybe, that is something I need to start doing because I took a lot of pride in um, exercising and seeing my progress and being so busy that kind of fell to the bottom of my 
priority list and I, I need to jump back into it. But uh, the reason I brought up working out is that overall, I feel like my health is, is really, um, really good. Um, the dietary, dietary choices that I've been making have been really well, uh, drinking lots of water. So I think that all contributes to kind of just this overall good feeling that I've been on in the last couple of weeks. And that's exactly what leads into my, the duality versus non-duality, because I've been thinking, you know, as everything's been going so well, um, in the back of my mind, there's been this little voice that's like, if you're experiencing really good things and you're on sort of a high, then that means that there has to be a low that's coming soon. And I really hope that there's not too much of a low. Um, I hope nothing in, on the horizon for me is that bad. Or maybe I've already been through so much bad that now the the good that's coming is just going to be the good that stays because I've already been through um, some hardship and some, some tough times. But as I think, as, as I think about duality and non-duality and the difference differences between them, I realize that my, my perception of what duality and non-duality is, is kind of completely wrong. Um, I used to think that dual duality meant there's a yin and there's a yang. If it's cold outside, then it's going to be hot outside, which is true. And I still think that you should appreciate the cold times or the sad times and live with them, let them breathe, uh, let them have their space and appreciate them because that means if you're going through a sad time, then there will be a happy time coming. Or if the, it is cold outside and miserable and you want it to be warm, then, then there will be, it will, the sun will come out and there will be hot times. But that doesn't mean that it will be that drastic all the time. Um, the best analogy that I try to think of when I think of a way that I want my life to live or the, the energy field that I want my experience to be would be like a pond. And if you throw a rock into a pond, there's lots of waves and it goes up and down or the ocean, you know, you have giant waves that go up and, and down and then they crash into the beach. And then sometimes um, without wind or the moon or gravity pulling on those on those bodies of water, then the water is super still. And sometimes you've been to lakes, um, or at least I've been to lakes, where the water is just like glass, just a sheet of flat glass that's undisturbed and there is no waves and it's completely peaceful. And I, I aim for um, an energy-filled life where my life is more like a pond that's super clear, it's just stable. And the energy field, I want to remain high and be have, have more of a happier and positive experience. Um, without so many up and downs and crashes um, and mountains to climb and uh, really ecstatic happy times but um, as I as I think about that that's not actually what duality means um, so to I guess to kind of get into it dualism or the idea of there is one one part and then a different part um, has been represented, I guess, in the past through a lot of different religions, a lot of different mindsets, a lot of different philosophers where dual or I guess maybe a, a better word for it is like bialism because by meaning two, there is one part of existence or your life where it's spiritual. So your belief in God, your belief in spirits, entities, whatever i guess your culture or your religion around you believes is the spiritual side and then that would be contrasted with the world around you the material the people that you see the trees that are there the the things that you can hold and how separating yourself from the material world around you and the other people around you and focusing more inward on your spiritual side is I guess the goal when you when you think about dualism or um, that way of of being and I the re doing some research and having listening to talks about dualism um, 
I kind of get this vibration or this feeling that that's not the way to be because if you separate yourself from your perception and the material world around you and suck more into a spiritual side, then I think you're forgetting that half of you because the world around you and what you perceive is you, um, your thought process and the way that you look at look at the things around you um is you and this is the i i have to admit because i just was thinking about what i just said um is kind of naive and it's kind of new and both of these ideas are very new to me i'm very this is a, from a very beginner standpoint so if it does sound like like hey it sounds like he doesn't quite have a good grasp or a good understanding of this it's because i don't um i try to do the best research and use my best um knowledge and i even kind of sat here and asked my grandpa to help me understand these uh concepts because i think there's a a lot of um really great benefits and a kind of a new understanding um that i can grasp for, um, that I can get from understanding these, but, uh, it's all about that idea of growing and change. And I actually saw a really cool quote from Alan Watts this morning that says, um, the only way to make sense out of change is to plunge into it, move with it and join the dance. So here I am trying to dance within these concepts. Cause I do want to change, um, kind of my mindset of the, that the world isn't black and white. The world is you and others are you um so that's dualism is that there's there's your consciousness there's your thoughts there's your feelings imagination versus others things money uh food all that stuff is separated from spiritual where if you move into dual uh, a non-duality mindset um a way to kind of I guess move out of a dual dualism mindset into a not a non-duality mindset is to realize that we're all viewing the world with glasses that are tinted um, one of the analogies that the um, the person talking brought up was that if someone wore orange glasses since they were born they would always think that orange that snow um, is orange and that's the way it is not because of the glasses that they're wearing but the snow is actually orange and that's how they would describe it to people um, and that is their their perception or their belief of the the world around around them and we all wear um, glasses that are tinted when we look at certain things because of I think because of uh, our experiences and our memories of such things like if you're um i've been talking to people or um been around those who have been affected by really abusive um alcoholics in their lives and now they have this view of alcohol like it's the devil it's the it's the worst thing on the planet because they're the the glasses the perception of um alcohol got tinted because of their experience so to be con to be aware of that and to i guess sit in it is the is the way to heal and i'm i'm not trying to say that you know alcohol is amazing and it's the best thing for you and we all need to realize how good it is i'm just saying that when you have a perception of a thing or you have feeling towards something um that to take a look at that and realize in your mind you might be perceiving that person that thing the situation that way of life that culture because of the experiences that you have and not because of how it actually is because for some people alcohol is really it's a really good and a really positive experience my dad is a great example of that he has um some beers while we go golfing or i've had others i'm not just trying to pinpoint my dad here um i've been around other people who have had a couple drinks during an experience and 
Um, all it turns it into is a little bit more lightheartedness, a little bit more playful, a lot more talking, um, has a really positive, um, uh, positive effect on a situation where if you were in that, if you had those glasses on where alcohol is the devil and it's the worst thing because it was something that your dad did before he put his hands on you, um, then you would never be in a situation where you were at um, around others under the influence of alcohol and seeing like kind of the positive around it. And maybe maybe the alcohol is like the the one of the bad one of the worst things to bring up right now as I'm trying to explain this, but that's just what comes to my mind. Um, so duality, I get or non-duality. Um, in its simplest form, literally within a couple words, is it's not consciousness and spirit spirituality separated from the world, but realizing that consciousness and um, thoughts and perception is the world. Um, and that other people are just you, other versions of you with different experiences and perceptions. And once you kind of realize that, um, I think you treat others a lot differently. Uh, Sadhguru had, was talking about viewing others as you, viewing the world as you. And if you treated others like you would treat yourself, then you probably would treat them a lot better. Most people treat themselves very well and love themselves and their ego kind of kicks in and you, you do the best things for you. Um, and if everyone had kind of that perception that the that your friends or strangers were just other little versions of you walking around, you would treat them a lot better and be a lot nicer um, in general. Uh, and to kind of get yourself into the way of thinking about in an, in a, in a way of non-duality. Um, there's a great kind of practice or build up into that, uh, that they were talking about where if I ask somebody, what time is it? Uh, you instantly would look towards a clock. You'd instantly look towards your watch and find the time. If I asked you what, what, what's the weather like you Google it on your phone or you'd look outside the window. If I asked you what color that car was, you'd look over at the car and tell me what color it was. But if I asked you what knows that, you would, you, that instantly, your brain almost thinks about itself and it, you instantly almost think about you. And that, that concept right there is even hard for me to grasp because when he asked that question, um, I, ha I had to do the same thing. And it's almost like my brain hit the emergency brake on my car driving at 70 miles an hour. I was like, wait, hold on, what? I have to think about what thinks about that, like what time it is. I quite don't understand that. I quite don't grasp that. Because um, it's really hard, I think, for most people to internalize thoughts, feelings, and perception and and hold them and think about them versus just letting them go and being so reactionary. Um, because you, I mean, your reality is just the perception of the your world around you. But then, asking that question of what what knows that is getting down to the root of what reality is. Um, and I'm I'm trying to put it's it's kind of almost like trying to put feelings into into words here. Um, because that's, it's like a layer deeper of thinking and and being than I think I've even been capable of before. So, like I said with that that Alan Watts quote quotes, this is change and this is me trying to jump in and and dance. But as I as I was listening to these talks and reading articles. Um, the sides of my brain just started to buzz um, 
and I got this feeling of, of excitement and I wasn't quite grasping it. So that's why I had to stop and kind of ask my grandpa, like, I, I'm going to need help with this, um, getting it out into the world and talking about it and understanding it. Um, the, the other way that I thought about kind of understanding getting deeper than then your perceptions and your feelings are come from inside your brain and what is inside your brain and your mind like what is that where does it come from um it's kind of like if you we all live in houses or homes hopefully um and if you've been in a trade before or if you've seen a video or you've had someone explain it to you then behind your wall um you know that your outlet that you can see has wires that go throughout the wall and lead to a panel that gets electricity and when you plug your vacuum in you get power from that wall and you can kind of almost within your mind imagine those wires run up your wall and go to the ceiling and then drop into wherever utility room is and in your shower, you've got your shower handles, and when you turn them, water comes out the spout, and you can kind of imagine water pipes that go down into the floor and then run over to your water heater, and that's where the water comes from. But my daughter Layla probably thinks that most of that is magic, or she doesn't even think about it. And if I asked her, she definitely wouldn't be able to explain to me um, what happens behind the walls of, the, of, of our home. And I could explain it to her and she probably could in her four-year-old brain imagine it and understand it a little bit, but um, understanding, um, and I'm sorry, I am an electrician, so I'm going to get really technical here, but understanding ohms and watts and voltage is going to be something that she won't be able to grasp until her brain has, and her mind has developed a little bit more um, into concepts and being able to take in that type of information and that's how i think about um non-duality that the fabrics of reality are just like those wires and those pipes that run through your home and without practice and being able to grow your mind and shape it into a little bit more of understanding it then even if i told you that you are the world and your perceptions and your reality are what make up the world and you are a part of it and they are a part of you then without that practice and without that expansion of your mind then i can explain it to you and you can kind of grasp it and you're like okay yeah that sounds great like the my neighbor across the street is me and i should treat him as such but without kind of a focus and an attention on it it's it was it still kind of gets lost and goes by the wayside um and but but most people or at least for me even a couple years ago if someone tried to present this information to me or kind of change my view or view of um how to think because duality is non-duality and duality um it from what i've gathered uh, is just kind of a rudimentary instruction on how to think about the world around you but if i tried to talk to myself three years ago and say you know you're in a duality mindset um let me present this idea of non-duality to you my ego i think would jump in um because your ego makes you think that you understand the mechanics of life um especially being a young man and a stubborn young man, I definitely would think that I know better than um, whatever information is being presented toward me. Um, so your ego makes you think that you understand the mechanics, like you've worked as an electrician or a, a plumber your entire life, um, when in reality we are all four-year-olds when it comes to understanding how the world works and the forces that are around us. And for me um that's kind of really powerful and almost comforting in a way that um i have so much to learn and i don't actually understand uh 
all of the forces around me because um, I've, I talked about it on the last podcast that sometimes the idea of eternity kind of makes me freak out a little bit because that's such a crazy understanding or time concept to understand that there's been infinite time before me and there's going to be infinite time after me or in this present moment right now, the second, um, the idea that there's still information and there's still more for me to learn, uh, is, uh, is comforting in a way that there isn't going to be a point in time when I'm 68, where I just know everything and I understand everything. And there's going to be no way to continue to grow or change anything. And it's just like, you're 68 and I know everything and I'm waiting to die. Like I will continue to be, um, trying to understand these concepts and think about these things until I'm no longer on this earth. So, um, yeah, I, I guess I'll just leave it on that. Um, the last thing I wanted to touch on with, uh, non-duality is the, the idea of I, um, the word I is a way that we all describe ourselves. I just, I just said it. That's how I, um, think that we the way that we describe ourselves let me retract that because my i just kind of went wonky a little bit so i is a way that we describe ourselves and it's how we've always described ourselves my daughters do it my mom does it every person i've ever come in contact with has referred to themselves as i uh where non-duality comes into play with the word I is changing that from I to instead of at an individual level and this body and this mind and the organs and tissue and blood uh, move into a way of thinking about I as the world and um, and the reality like I said that um or I, th- I believe that others are just you with different experiences and memories, then there's infinite yous. And the, the that crazy idea of that there's multiple dimensions where you exist um, right now in the exact same time, but you've done different things or different things have happened to you. And in some universes, you're dead. And in some universes, you're a billionaire. And some universes you have different ailments or whatever because it's infinite um that's actually happening right now and that you are just copy and pasted and everybody that you see they're all just have different backgrounds different dna different experiences different perceptions i know i've already said that but um yeah, I mean, <laughs> this idea and, and talking about this, I didn't make a really strong cup of coffee this morning because I'm like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tackle non-duality today. I need, I need a strong old cup of Joe to get over this or to get through this. And I don't even want to get through. I want to understand it more, and I think I still have more understanding to do. But to talk about it and get my ideas out, I think are are the first step. Um, and that's what kind of my aim is by top aim is to what where are my words um that's what my aim is by talking about this is to have others maybe take that first step um look at their first video uh do their own research sit and do a meditation with the intent to understand dualism and non-dualism because when you start that path um and bring this sort of thinking um into your life that the knowledge and practice are are infinite as time is um to understanding it then at least you can start i guess start on that path and that's kind of the most important part because i i think i've heard uh, multiple times from multiple uh talks and and um, influential people that anybody who claims to know everything about everything is lying uh that even um, people like Gandhi or Buddha have said that anybody who claims to know everything um, is lying to you because 
even they are were still working on seeking the knowledge and growing themselves. So uh, I will admit right now and put it out there that I will never understand um, any of these facets of of self-healing or um, the way that the universe works. Uh, I will never understand it completely, but my my goal um, from starting from my self-healing journey is just to understand it as much as I can. Uh, that that makes me think of a, a story that um, I heard about like the old mystics and like the first yogis that were around um, when people were living in um, like huts and stuff in over in southwestern India and India that the yogis were presented f with information from the universe which they meditated on and they had teaching and knowledge but they knew that if they went and talked to the locals and the people around them about these ideas that they were having that they would be looked at as crazy and woo-woo and they'd be just labeled as an insane person they took that information and they would sit in specific places that were um, easily accessed but not well trafficked like um, for example in Wyoming there's uh, a giant pillar rock called uh, the devil's chimney which is one place that um, they've stated that uh, an old yogi went to and they would sit on these places and meditate with the intention of leaving the knowledge and the that those energies within the earth because um, they all believe that we are connected to the earth we all came from um, nutrition that went into food that went into our mothers that went into us and the, that all came from the earth so that so we all have this connection to the dirt um, which is why it's important to take your shoes off and put your feet on mother earth and reconnect with them because the atoms and molecules within you are cousins within the molecules and the atoms that are within the earth um, so it's very important to connect with them so the yogis believe that they could connect with those atoms and the energies within the earth and deposit those teachings and the knowledges the knowledge sorry um uh within them so they'd find these these monuments deposit the energies uh and teachings within mother earth to leave for other people who were seeking that knowledge and seeking those teachings so uh Sadhguru has a story gosh i've been talking about him a lot lately but uh he has a story where he had an ail an ailment a health he was stricken with some type of um, health illness um as he was traveling around and speaking um because that's what he does is speak to large crowds about you know changing your thought process and all of his teachings but um, he was sick while he was doing this and he would stop in at doctors and they would tell them that it's this and to take these pills and stay home and rest and he would do that and then he still didn't feel better then he'd go back on the road keep talking f still feel bad um tried more of them the modern practices do what his doctors were saying um and still didn't feel better and i think like a month or so went by where he was just um, his health was declining and they they were even getting to the point of saying like hey you're not going to make it um so get ready to to die and tell your family goodbye and and uh he paused and um said no i don't i don't think this is i don't think this is it for me and i don't think i'm being healed in the best way that i know and uh forgive me if any of you've heard this story and i'm not i'm not phrasing it correctly but basically what he did at the end is he took a week he went to that chimney rock in wyoming uh he fasted on top of on top to the on top of that rock um asked for healing uh meditated um just sat with the earth and by the time he was done uh not only did was he healed of of that ailment but he uh felt better um than he did before he was more energetic he felt like he learned something and for someone who already i already feel like knows so much to admit that um he had more to learn from the the energies that were left there was uh, was pretty cool and pretty profound to hear and it makes me um realize that if i sit and 
um, ask for knowledge and reach out to the universe to be taught different things that I too can change and I too have um, the capacity to, to learn. Um, that's why I tell um, a lot of people, and, and I'm going to say it again, but uh, your gut biome is really important. It's your it's your second brain that no one realizes. So when you're having these ailments and you you're feeling bad and poor um, about your energy levels or your attitude, um, you need to stop. Just keep putting food into your body. Let it heal what it has to heal. Um, maybe during that time, ask for some knowledge of the universe and just see how that changes for you. Uh, my sister actually said something that sticks with me in my mind all the time. Um, that you should never feel your digestive system. Uh, if it's doing the right things and you're in a, in a proper state of health, then you shouldn't feel your body, um, your stomach area digesting food or having any problems um, within, within your body. And I think about that when I have um, problems with my, di my, di my digestion. Like I... The other day I got off at work at midnight and the only thing open was In-N-Out and I was starving. So I went to In-N-Out um, as I begin this podcast and say that my dietary lately has been really good. <laughs> I mean, for the most part it has, but um, after eating In-N-Out, I just, I could feel the, that weight um, and kind of the poor ingredients sitting within my stomach. And I thought about my sister's quote, um, like I shouldn't be feeling this. So um, I don't think I'll be, I don't think I'll be eating in and out anymore um i just don't want to mess up my um good energy levels and the positivity that i've had by making bad food decisions and but the contrast to that is it's really weird that i see other people who frequent fast food places on like on on the daily basis and seem to be on the outside um very happy and living um with high energy levels and and have a great attitude but obviously i'm only seeing a, a small bit of their lives throughout the day um like my co-workers i'm only with i only actually get to sit and talk with them with pro probably 30 minutes out, out of a six or seven hour shift so um and it's also none of my business so um that makes me think about um how when people have problems i mean we all have friends and family that we go to when we have issues and problems in life and we share those stories and i've had it too um especially in high school where i would share um something that was bad or a complaint or something that happened to me and they would instantly take that and try to relate to it with something that happened to them and I never really felt validated when that happened, um, or when that happens. Like, I like they weren't listening to understand. Like they were listening to respond, and I know the intention there was good because it's kind of it's kind of like they're trying to fix your problems with camaraderie. Like saying like, "Oh, I've been through that too." So, like we 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 both have been through something similar. So it'll be okay. And it's they're trying to be reassuring, but. Um, I've, I feel the best or I feel like I've actually released it and it's gone away when someone just recognizes it and lets, um, lets it sit, I guess is the best way to explain it. Like just let it be. I just needed to channel my problems or my issues through somebody to get it out and into the universe. Um, and all I really needed someone to say is, you know, that's okay. I guess that was hard. And, um, are you okay now? I guess is probably the best way to deal with someone when they have a problem. Um, I, I've heard others say that when people try to relate their problems to your problems, um, isn't, isn't helpful. So I think that's a, a common thing between all of us is that we don't really feel like we need other problems com compared to ours. We just need to be listened and heard and let it sit, um, which has, um, you can kind of see the proof in the pudding within that, um, because there's teachings about your thoughts that are the same, that when you have thoughts, 
um, and maybe they're anxiety stricken or depressive thoughts that you shouldn't really attach to them. They should pop up into your mind like clouds pop up into the sky and you can look at them and you can realize them and say, yes, uh, that's, that's a cloud. And then you let it pass. And the same thing with your thoughts. Um, you're having a bad thought, let it be in your mind and then let it pass. If you attach yourself to it, then that has a whole bunch of other consequences and a different spiraling effect. Um, and I also try to do the same with really happy, really exciting thoughts because that to me is also like drugs where you can get attached to the really exciting, the really happy feeling. Um, uh, and have it has consequences as well and and the reason i brought up drugs is that it becomes addictive um that's why i think a lot of people are addicted to sex is there's a really amazing feeling with that there's a lot of pleasure pleasure that comes with that um maybe confidence boost ego boost something that you brag about to your friends um so on and so forth and once that one moment passes then you search for the next moment and you become addicted to uh, having that that feeling in those thoughts come into your brain so that's just how I think about um, thoughts and also um, experiences but I think I've covered everything that I wanted to talk about with uh, duality and non-duality um, if it sounded kind of naive or, and um, like I don't have an overall understanding, I, I'm the first to admit that I don't, but I'm here trying. Um, as with everything, I have infinite things to learn um, with my daughters, with life and the reality that we live in. Um, the, I guess the thing that I wanted to leave with that has been bouncing around in my mind brain is if you've ever seen artwork or representations of like the universe and a human um i get there's probably diagrams or a definition of it or a word that, that represents it but it's usually really circular with a lot of repetitive rep repeating patterns and what i've realized is the universe or energies have you on a circle and you're going round and round on one circle but right next to it is another ring of progression or a next level or a different vibration to jump onto and as you're on that circle you keep passing the point that's closest next to closest to that circle that's next to you and as you pass that you'll see the same pattern you'll see the same thing and um an example of this for me was wim hof and the wim hof breathing method um, I was going through life and I was on the circle and all of a sudden someone, someone would bring up Wim Hof and then I would pass by it and then I kept going through life and I'd come back to that point and um, a podcast would bring up Wim Hof and then I'd keep going around and then someone, uh, a thing on Instagram would bring up the Wim Hof breathing method and then finally I would take action and actually do research and practice the Wim Hof breathing method and by doing that I bridged myself onto that next circle where I would keep going around and then something new in the universe would keep trying to um, interject itself um, to me and show itself to me but it but it actually doesn't become a part of your life until you jump onto that next circle so I'm always watching out for those patterns and those things that keep um, showing themselves to me because I think the universe itself is symmetrical and um, there's patterns within all of this so just watch out for those those patterns those the things that the universe is saying like jump onto the next the next thing for you um, I know I talked about it a couple podcasts ago the the one titled um, daddy you need a girlfriend but that's that's kind of what was happening for a little while is um, I was going through life and then all of a sudden, you know, my mom said, I think you're in the best spot ever for a relationship. And then I kept going through life and also my daughter is like, hey, dad, you need a girlfriend. And then I took a long drive and the thought prop 
into my head like hey i'm kind of ready to have um a significant person in my life and i'm i'm still on going through life and waiting for that maybe to be represented again somehow um or maybe something else is going to come into my path but uh until you change and want to jump onto that next path and it's never going to happen um the only way to make sense of change is to plunge into it move with it and join the dance so that's what i'm gonna leave you all with um i hope you all have an an, an amazing week um i want to make an announcement that i'm going to have my first guest on the podcast next time um I know I, it's not really that ex- exciting. It's going to be my brother Cooper. Um, I've got to figure out how to record with two mics at the same time and have him jump on here. But he's the one who even started the thought process of having a podcast come into my mind. We had this kind of crazy, cool idea to soundproof a car and then go on like a three hour long drive because we always have the best conversations in our car together. And, um, so I, I want to bring him on because I just think that the conversations that we have are, are really interesting, really entertaining, really funny. Um, and yeah, so like I said, I hope everybody continues to have a great life, a great, a great week. Um, if you see something, an opportunity, um, something that the universe is trying to show you, don't be afraid to jump into it. Those times where you feel the most uncomfortable or the most scared are probably um is probably something an experience that is going to be the most profound or the the best opportunity for you to grow so thank you all i hope you all have an amazing time bye-bye